All right, Anna. I've turned on the recorder. May I call you Anna? No. It is Annabelle. Do not call me by any other name. Of course. Annabelle it is. Annabelle Francine de la Croix. It's a family name. Names have powers, you see. So that the entities do not become confused about their target. Do you understand, Rachel? Yes, Annabelle. I suppose I know nothing of what it is that you've gone through. And I know you have a reason for everything. This is all cautionary and for your own protection. <laughs> Rest assured, it's not me that needs protection, Doctor. I came here for answers, Annabelle. Can we move forward? The thing you need to understand is that time is all relative, Doctor. You'll have your recording and all your findings will be in order. As a matter of fact, this recording is needed. You people go based off of a single perception within just one dimension of your time. But you see, dear, time is all relative. As I've stated, and therefore quite useless in the grand scale of what we know to be fact. Simply put, in a way you may understand, time is fluid, not linear. <clears throat> Annabelle, I know you're what is referred to as a hyper-intellectual, and at times it may be difficult to string your thoughts, but do try to stay with me on the facts. We need to stay simple for the people that will be listening. Yes, Rachel, I understand. In the simplest words you can, please explain to us what occurred on the night of February 3rd at your grandmother's hotel. You mean what has, what will, and what is occurring. Please, Annabelle, we need you to focus. Doctor, understand I'm being as simple as possible. You'll get it in time. Continue, Annabelle. Go back to February 3rd. Yes, I suppose that's a good a place to start as any. Today, I left the observatory, crossed the parking lot, and walked out to the driver's car. You mean Thursday? No, I mean today. Annabelle, I'm asking about Thursday, the third. And we'll get there, unless you keep interrupting. May I continue, Rachel? <sighs> yes, please. I understand your impatience. But understand this is difficult for me as well. Imagine if you will, you're attempting to explain advanced calculus to a five-year-old. Given time, the child could relate to some of the knowledge and familiarity of the subject matter, but never truly grasp it. 
On all accounts, the information I will tell you will be useless, to say the least. What makes you say that? Rachel, we've been here before, in this very room, many times. Not all in the same time, or the same story, but slightly different variations of the inevitable outcome. Has it is inevitable, you see. What's inevitable? Certain aspects of our existence will not change. Perhaps another way or different people. But the end result will always write itself to what it should be. Balance, if you will. Say, for instance, I know behind you there is a cup. More than likely, it is red. But the texture may vary, or the color may not be quite right. But I know it's there. Well, go on. How? Well, that's easily explained away. You walked in, didn't you? Of course you saw it. <sighs> this will eat up more of your time. But, okay, I'll prove it to you. I always have to. In the bathroom, hidden beneath the sink, there's a picture of a young girl. It was your sister that passed when you were little girls. She drowned while you were on a trip with your family. Who? No one told me, Rachel. And I must ask you to take what I say at face value if I'm to finish before sunrise. It's no concern to me if you do or do not. It's all quite amusing, actually. All right. I'm listening. My driver waited for me outside while I changed for tennis practice. Grandmother was downstairs preparing for the guests that would arrive for that evening. Isn't your tennis practice on Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons? That is not the right question. I keep telling you that time is irrelevant to all of us. Yes, of course we need a reference. Something to go by from day to day. For a human mind to comprehend it, we have to place order on our surroundings. Go on. But, you see, the universe is very chaotic. It thrives on disorder. We try to place logic in our surroundings because it's what we expect to see. From birth, we are taught to view the world in a very limited light. Annabelle, you're being evasive. Tell me about it. You told us the reasons, but what you keep saying doesn't make sense. Let me go over it for you. Our version. And then I want you to state yours. Do you understand? You can give me your version, yes. I keep trying to make it stop. Trying to change your mind. But you won't listen. You never do. Nah.
ever, ever do. Annabelle. Yes? On the night of February 3rd, at 10.45 p.m., a murder took place in room 205. And then the following morning, at 6.45 a.m., a suicide. Both of which you were present. Incorrect. What do you mean? The murder takes place tonight at 10.42 p.m. in room 205. The weapons, unknown. Cause of death, unknown. The witness will hear all of this and take their own life. The witness? It was a woman. This time, yes. Maybe next time, a man. Or even a child. Please stop. Tell me, how did they die, Annabelle? By allowing us in. Allowing them in. You mentioned entities before. You said it at the beginning. What do you mean? You should be focusing on why you're here. I am here as a part of an investigation into the murder of the last surviving woman in a family in this city. We've had nothing. No leads, no witnesses, no clues. We're desperate to find out why. You're the first person in the better part of a decade that has come forward and told us anything to go by. Please, Annabelle, we have nothing. It's always the same. Our madman kills, and we never know how or why. There are no connections between the victims, no probable cause. These are decent people with families. Good people, Annabelle. I know why you're upset, Rachel. You know everything, don't you? You're focusing on the wrong things. You've read my diary. It was submitted for evidence. I'm simply stating that I know why. Well, shut up. I'm tired of this all-knowing bullshit. Tell me now. Why were you there? Why did you leave the crime scene? What did you see? Rachel, you aren't going to be ready for what I tell you. You never are. But you need to really listen to what I say if you want to save yourself and others. Have you, or have you not, read my diary. Please tell me exactly what happened. I need to know. I've been trying for half the evening and you keep cutting me off. I asked you important questions that I need to know answers to and you ignore them. How then, logically, can I do that if you don't let me? 
It's nearly 8 p.m. We're running out of time. Have you read the diary? Yes. Then you've seen the drawings. What you have, Annabelle, is schizophrenia. Those kind of works are common among people with your disorder. Shadow people, tall men, shapeshifters, bad feelings, acute fear in sleep is a chemical released in the brain that paralyzes the body and through a dream state you can hallucinate all of those creatures. I know you're aware of this. You're a very clever girl, Annabelle. Clearly, Rachel. Can I finish? Fine. I'll let you finish for the record. But keep it simple. All right. I will. As I said, time does not flow in a linear direction. We do not all exist as humans. There are interdimensional beings that exist between our own perceptions of known existence. It doesn't stop there. But for simplicity's sake, I'll keep it to our world. I want you to imagine that our plane of existence is a very thin sheet of paper. So thin that it's almost translucent, you see. Now imagine there are several of them, but they're not lined neatly as your brain prefers to think of them. They layer over one another in every which way and every direction. Now between those layers are tiny microscopic connections that branch between all of them. Then within those there are even smaller still filaments that transfer information between the fingers to the filaments. I could go on, but I believe you're following what I'm saying. Yes, yes, Annabelle. Now, I want you to imagine the antithesis of these levels of existence. These eat at the normal layers because they exist. Antimatter, dark matter, unspace, void. And their only function is to spread unexistence. They are not so pleasant, and I assure you, are very chaotic and very real. Annabelle, I understand that we're going to do this your way. And I know your specialty is quantum physics and theoretical science. I know enough about popular science to follow what you're saying, but it's all just that, theories. And I'm not asking about our planes of existence or antimatter or any of that. I'm asking about real, live murders, at which your DNA was all over. Yes because I placed it there for you to find. 
You're not understanding me, and you won't. So let me finish. Rachel, have you heard the stories of beings such as the shadow people or tall men? Some also refer to them as slender man. How about shapeshifters? The black-eyed children? A few, yes. I did a fair amount of research when I looked over your diary. Are you going to tell me that they did it? I don't buy it, Annabelle. You will. We've been over this. In every culture, there is a boogeyman. And those boogeymen have strikingly eerie similarities. They aren't just idle gossip, Rachel. They are guidelines. I'm giving you a chance. Yes, that is all psychological and our own minds playing tricks on us. It's a safety net and evolution to make sure we survive. I don't believe in the boogeyman. Did you know? In some versions, the black-eyed children do not realize what they are until a certain time of awakening. They are born as humans. So you're telling me the classic going through puberty tale, similar to werewolves, where they discover what they are? Yes, and they're all folklore. Made up, Annabelle. <laughs> all of that is to say, look at the method the killer is using. Not the tools. Do you understand? It doesn't matter how they die, just as long as they die. And in a horrific, Way. Why would the killer want them to die in a bad way? Some kind of sick pleasure, maybe? Because it is the opposite of life. The will to make you all unexist. The transition has to be terrifying and unwanted so that hateful and negative energy is produced and can be acquisitioned by the others. Are you acknowledging that vengeful spirits exist? You are an even bigger fool to not acknowledge it if you haven't. Dulling the senses is how we arrogantly go about our day. You won't notice what you aren't looking for. And alternatively, you'll find what you're looking for if you look hard enough. Another basic psych 101 crash course on human psyche. All that aside, Annabelle, can we please get back to the murder? We're almost there. Be patient. I'm surprised you want to get there so quickly. But then again, this part is always slightly different. You amuse me by coming back and trying. But I tire of being here. I'm stuck between existence and this. It has to end, Rachel. 
one or the other side must win. Annabelle, could you just... Two days ago, you walked past a young girl no more than six years old. You remember her clearly because she had the most interesting shade of green eyes you'd ever seen. You were curious, but thought nothing of it and went on about your day before retiring to your room. You had traveled here to investigate another string of murders you'd found in previous towns. All unexplainable, no evidence, no cause of death. They simply don't exist. A shell. A husk. I... So you got to your room to study a case about a child that saw creatures in her grandmother's hotel. The same creatures seen by other children. In other towns. Before a rash of devastating murders took place. What does that have to do with- You are almost to the last page. You have been reading since the mid of this afternoon. The sun has disappeared. And you look up after looking at the last sentence on the last page about the children. Who could that be at this hour? Where- Where did the diary come from? How did this get here? You assume it is room service, but as you approach the door, you know you haven't ordered it. What is this? What's going on? Who's at the door, Annabelle? But you're already there, and you look outside through the peephole to see a young girl standing there. She is alone, and you have the urge to open it. It's a longing, a need, Rachel. Why is she alone there? Where, where's her mother? is this? What, what am I doing? How? How did I get here? What? What is going on? I'm both disappointed and excited. You did it again, silly woman. And this time, it is recorded. Please. I'm lost and hungry. I need help. Please let me in. Annabelle, where did you go? What is going on? Please. I can't find my mama. I need help, please. You decide to open the door and find the young girl you saw earlier standing in front of you. Yes. You did it. You did it. You finally did it this time, Rachel. You look down to see her eyes are staring up at you. They're so intense. The green. But then you take a closer look. 
and you realize they aren't green at all. They are a horrible black pit. No, no. You try to look away, but she's inches from you. Her eyes are pools and pools of darkness. There are no irises, Rachel. No reflection. Oh my god. It is just emptiness that feels as if it draws the life from you as you stand. Your breath is being pulled from you and your insides are boiling. Everything is hot, bubbling liquid, oozing from your shell. Stop it. Stop it. Her skin, Rachel. My skin. It's so very pale. Why is my skin so pale, you keep wondering? It's so pale. It's translucent. Almost as if there isn't any there. I can just push my way right through you. Pour into you. that you listened to this that it was found by chance dear listener now that your eyes are open you're receptive, you're to, receptive, us. To, receptive 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 to us I will come we know that you know we exist, we exist. 